Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here for Workflow Wednesday. What's up? Uh, all of us together, including Rich's pink bear. <laughs> it says Alaska, guys. It's guys, red. Alaska. It's, it's red. It's totally red. So, yeah, so I guess we should add yeah, the caveat, I, which is that our screens, uh, despite this being produced by a color correction, color editing company, uh, <laughs> our screens are not color accurate. For those who are curious about the colors, is your... We, yeah, we need to ask anybody who's actually watching uh, whether or not it's red on their side, or, or we can need a poll. We need a poll whether a it's pink, a pink or red. Yeah, I think so. so. I don't, it's, for some reason, it's coming across like the 90s fluorescent pink uh, <laughs> to me right now. That is yes. hilarious. All right. Well, so we, we're, we're not off to a really strong start. Uh, for those of you who are listening just to the audio, <laughs> this is Workflow Wednesday produced by Photographer's Edit and the Bo- Boca Podcast. And uh, it's a special series that we do focusing on just that, Workflow. Yeah. Uh, workflow It's something that, that we all do as uh, entrepreneurs and photography business owners, and we want to talk specifically about how to create more efficient workflow. And the last uh, couple of episodes, last episode, and then again today, we're talking about how to do a better job of creating um, video marketing pieces or video marketing content, how to simplify that process. Uh, what was supposed to be just one episode turned in, uh, well, has now turned into two today. And who knows, we may push it to a third one. <laughs> I know, I know. I, it, it, was just, it was just insane. I mentioned that uh, last time. It was just, I thought this was going to be like a 30-minute you know, talk. And, and we didn't even, I felt like we didn't even scratch the surface last, last one. So No, it, it really didn't. And, and for those of you who are curious, uh, listening both to the audio and watching live on Facebook, first of all, if you're listening to audio, we do these shows live on Facebook. If you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, and uh, that, that is usually on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, we're we're kind of getting back into a bit more of a rhythm. So right now, I think we're going for every other Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're curious to see the old video production, it's a very fancy production, by the way. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page and look at the videos and the video catalog there, or you can just go to bocapodcast.com and listen to do a search for Workflow Wednesday. And um, this episode will pop up. The first one, we talked specifically about the hardware that we're using that Haley and I are using to create video ad content for Photographer's Edit. And um, this week, we're going to be talking about the messaging, how to develop messaging for that content, and then how to go about the post-production process and then pushing it to Facebook and Instagram. And I already know just from saying that, this is probably going to get pushed to a third episode because <laughs> that is a lot of content I'm, to cover. yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm overwhelmed already. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's kind of been the story of my life the last couple of weeks, I, I feel like. How are you guys doing? And Haley is a little bit quiet in the background. Hey, Haley. 
Hey guys, sorry. <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> um, but but how how have you guys been? Like, what's what's work life actually? What's work life balance been like for y'all? Because that's really kind of a theme of the book of podcasts and this show. Ultimately, I've been out of sorts. What about you all? Yeah, uh, I can relate to that. I mean, I'm in homeschool mom mode right now. We're, we just went into our fifth year of homeschooling, and so. Um, that takes a huge chunk of my, my energy. And so, you know, what I hope that we're always moving forward with in our business is the whole concept of, um, you know, working smarter and not harder because our time is limited. We're, you know, we're parents, we're homeschool parents, we're business owners. And, um, so we need to, I I feel like Rich and I talk about this frequently is trying not to get into ruts and trying not to get complacent with our business because, um, in as much as we want to put systems in place for automation, a business also doesn't run itself. We have, we always have to be striving for something better, for better ways of doing yeah. things, for more efficient workflows. And I think that that's, we're just in a little bit of a rut right now, as far as how much of our time and attention is being delegated to other things, you know, for rich, the side job takes a good bit of time with city scope magazine, which is a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm seeing, and just to give context, first of all, Rich and Heather, Rich Smith Photography, wedding photographers primarily, but Rich yeah. is doing yeah. quite a bit of commercial work for CityScope, which is a local magazine here in Chattanooga. And yes. I feel like everywhere I go, Rich, I get to sit down, <laughs> pick up a CityScope magazine and see pictures that you and recently put yeah. yeah. If you're in Chattanooga, then um, like there's a, ch- there, yeah. you you have to see, they're everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's actually great. a really well done magazine too. It's very, very I'm well really done. really impressed. Yeah. So it's a blessing to be able to work with that team and for them. Um, Thank, all thanks to me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> of course, none other than richness. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I would say that we're, you know, struggling to, um, you know, be in the place where we're always learning and we're always growing because sometimes you just want to coast, you mm-hmm. know, because you're putting so much effort into the, the seasons of life that require a lot of effort and a lot mm-hmm. of time. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and uh, I think that's, uh, it might be our personalities, but um, <laughs> I've been listening to uh, you'll you'll be proud of me, Nathan. I've been listening to uh, uh, Gary V's uh, uh, podcast, yeah. um, and uh, um, he he always does a lot of um, um, sp- uh, not, um, verbal spanking of a uh, of like of like, like <laughs> literally, like, yeah. Like, like, quit, quit making excuse, like quit making excuses. So yeah. like, so uh, and, and uh, I we are especially me, just, I am a master at making excuses. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I've been enjoying listening to him because I'm like, there are people who run multi-million, even billion dollar companies that have the exact same 24 hours in a day as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the only difference between them is, and me is they quit making excuses and just, you know, mm-hmm. found a way to do it. Like, and so, and so when and we they wanted, also have a thousand person team, but we'll exactly. leave that, that aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, had, they had to start, they had to start somewhere, right? So, no, no, I get it. I'm just playing. So, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, there's my excuse. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> Sorry, Actually, Gary. it's funny you bring, you bring up Gary. I just, I kind of go through phases with him. Like every once in a while, I'll jump back in, listen a little bit, but yeah, he just yeah. released, did you see the video that he just released um, within the last week or so about making a choice? No, we didn't see. It's like a little no. five minute clip. Um, I'll okay. have to find it and send it to Haley so we can put it in the show notes. For those yeah. of you listening in yeah. or watching, we do put together show notes for every book of podcast episode. If you go to bookapodcast.com, mm-hmm. links to the resources we discussed, talking points, et cetera. Yeah. Um, we'll link to this one because it is, and I'll send it to you guys right after we get done too, so okay. you can see nice. it. But 
Perfect. It is so wonderfully inspiring. Um, the, and kind of to what you were saying, Rich, the significance of just doing. Like we can yeah. sit around all day and analyze and think and wonder if this is just the right thing to do or if it's the right choice and what's going to happen after I make the choice and is will this be the right um, decision for my business now and down the road and will it be just the perfect one? And And his message ultimately is, again, to your point, Rich, just do it. Uh, you know, if you need to take an hour to think about it, think about it, but then just go do it. And you can always course correct later on. Uh, but there is something to be said for just doing. So I'm glad that you bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, uh, that, that's just, that's just kind of inspirational in and of itself. Just, just to hear someone just like, just like quit making excuses and just do it. And, and, sometimes, it. and, and, uh, and I think he's really good for my personality because, uh, um, because it's, I just need, I need that a whole lot. You know, and yeah, so. no, I I feel you. It, it, he was a big encouragement actually for us, even getting the podcast to where it's at. We just pushed out episode 300 of the book of podcasts. I saw day. that. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. That's a huge All accomplishment. To us. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and, and I mean, I didn't say that so that we could get a pat on the back, but what yeah. the motivation, the inspiration largely for us being able to put out that much content um, has come largely, at least for me anyway, from Gary yeah. and the message that he put out and he probably still does, but quite some time ago about the importance of consistency and just doing again, to your point, Rich, yeah. um, especially when it comes to content, he, st- he was talking about how people take so much time thinking about this individual piece of content they're creating versus just creating it and putting it out there and doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of doing it in volume, volume uh, almost like that, the Netflix business model, right? Which right. not every piece of original content Netflix puts out is awesome, mm-hmm. but they do it in volume to the extent which other companies or production companies can't keep up. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting and really a whole topic in and of itself. Right. But um, largely thanks to Gary and his push for us to just do, that's how we've ended up here. Uh, also big caveat, kind of like the thousand team, uh, a thousand person team I mentioned, I have Haley on my side, helping us out and making this happen. So she's worth a to thousand her people. Too. Like, like she got to do a work of a thousand people. hundred percent. But I, I want to get to Haley and, and <laughs> Haley, cause I know that you were just talking to me about work-life balance. Um, yeah. but Heather made an interesting point, which is trying to figure out that the, uh, or it seemed like I was kind of reading between the lines, but you're talking about the balance between letting, I mean, I'm assuming based on what you have said, even recently, Heather, that your business, y'all's business is doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is maybe a temptation to kind of coast. Right. Yes. Opposed to, okay, how, how do like, what's the balance between getting things done, putting the systems in place so that we're efficient, we're moving forward and then being like, you know what, we're actually doing all right. We don't have to push too hard. Right. And right. I think back to, this is something I've mentioned before in the podcast. When I started Photographer's Edit, I, I created a system within probably, I'm going to say a year and a half to two years, at least maybe a little longer, which enabled me to work as little as four hours a week. Yeah. Again, I was lucky that I had a great team, a production team behind me that was enabling that. But I put the systems in place and it was a lot of work up front and it worked. I was able to work as little as four hours a week. Had I, during that time, instead of four hours a week, put in 10, 15, 20 hours a week and still had a wonderful life on top of that, mm-hmm. my company would largely be in a different place right now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we're extremely thankful. I mean, we're growing and, and we see a, a lot on the horizon uh, to come, but we could be a, you know, two, three, four, five X what we are right now. Had I put a little bit of extra time in at mm-hmm. that point. So it's easy to coast good idea not to. And I still think that we can find a happy medium where we have a life, but we're getting the work done and we're moving forward. Right. right. That's yeah. good. Um, Haley to you, what, what are your thoughts about this work-life <laughs> balance as of late? 
Yeah. So um, we were talking about this yesterday and I just came back from a really awesome retreat that Laylee Amati puts on called Next Level Retreat. And the I went into it with this like big idea of I'm going to get my business to the next level because it's called the Next Level Retreat. <laughs> um, and it made me focus more on like the next level of myself and creating a community. And I'm realizing really like I don't have the community I want because I don't have the balance. Like there is a ton of work and I'm putting all of this mm-hmm. time into my business. And like you said, like I really would love to work smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently I'm working on something really exciting that I'm announcing next week. Um, I've been teasing it on my own social media platforms, but I'm really, really excited. And I think it'll help out with that work-life balance um, mm-hmm. awesome. a little bit more by giving me um, a little more passive income and less um, hourly, like working more hours in a day, you know? That's awesome. I'm nice. excited. Nice. That's this is a big awesome. secret. I, 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 um, <laughs> I think you had, you had alluded to something. You were, you were going to go and meet with somebody over the weekend and, and you were collaborating on something. I'm not sure if that's even the same thing. Haley, for those of you who don't know Haley very well, has her hands in a lot of different things. She's full-time with Photographer's Edit and, and the podcast and, and social media marketing, digital marketing for us. Um, but she does a lot in addition to that too. And I'm not sure how she keeps up with all of it because I'm overwhelmed with just two companies myself. But um, I, I'm very I'm, interested, I'm, quite I'm, curious I'm, to see what you're coming out with. Yeah, I could really run run one business. So Cool. Well, let's let's jump on because I know that we do have a pretty loaded topic to get to about yeah. um, video marketing workflow here in just a second. But we have to to do almost like a follow up conversation uh, to we do something that here on the on the Workflow Wednesday series called an industry snapshot, and I like to hear from Rich and Heather in particular their thoughts, uh, their observations about industry news in the last week or couple of weeks or however long it's been since our last show. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, do you want to comment on that or should we just jump right back to the iPhone? Well, I, I think we're going to have to turn it around to you, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I want to talk, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, the, the, um, the GoPro, the new GoPro uh, Hero 8, but apparently they're going to make an announcement on October 1st. So it might be best to just wait till the announcement um, to see if anything new. And so let's, let's stay with the iPhone because you, do you have it? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. Look For those that. of you who are watching the video portion that. of this, look at that. Talk to us. Crazy, crazy looking three lens. Well, so I will say so far? right off the bat, the, the biggest um, advantages or improvements to the phone are simply that camera or the addition of the, uh, that wide angle lens on the front, which is extremely wide. I used to use a kind of a fisheye lens from moment that I would attach to my iPhone X for that or iPhone 10 for that wide angle shot. Now I get that and potentially even more. It's always, it almost looks like a GoPro lens wow. um, from, the, from the front. And then even the selfie camera has both kind of a regular perspective and then a wider perspective. And uh, we were ex- experimenting yesterday, Haley, myself, and Mara, who works on Milu, my other company, uh, we were experimenting with a selfie camera. When you go into that horizontal mode, it automatically goes to the wider perspective and you can shoot with that. And even add portrait mode as well. It's, it's a really cool little setup. We got to try yeah. this. We got to try this feature out on the Chattanooga photographers uh, get together soon. Or hundred percent. Or maybe yeah. tonight. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rich and Heather and myself and my girlfriend Jill are going to be getting together for dinner tonight. We will definitely experiment with this. Uh, but what I wanted to just share, and what I'll do here is actually share my screen, my phone screen for everybody, so you can see this. 
Um, this is something I think we kind of alluded to last last conversation around industry news and the iPhone specifically, how it was coming out. But let me just share. Can you all see my phone screen there with the yep. picture? Um, this yeah. is not to highlight a picture of me as much as the iPhone's mm-hmm. capability. So this yeah. is the image literally straight out of the camera. Um, and what you're going to see here. No is, editing, but, no editing whatsoever. No, I mean, so so what what we can do just for the sake of context uh, is show you the original. So there's the original image there. Um, and by the way, this is shot pretty much where I'm at right now. I do have a studio light set up for the sake of these, for this broadcast, just to add some light for video. Um, so I stood in front of that studio light. So I do have good light, but you could, you could do the same thing with a good window light, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then it's just a, a blank uh, wall behind me. But you, you'll notice that I'm using just the filter built into the camera app uh, there on my phone. And this was the finish that I ended up on. So silver tone. And then, of course, you can make adjustments uh, to. Are you seeing I, this, Haley? I'm not. I'm, I'm just seeing. The, I, I'm just seeing. Yeah. The, I'm just seeing the photo, photo. Are you doing stuff with, with your with your phone? I, oh, I, interesting. I, can you not see the whole screen? No. No, no. We, we just see. We just see your picture. There's there's no icons. Nothing. There's no. Oh wow, that's weird. Okay, let me share my whole screen then, and this will be a little bit funny, but it, you'll at least be able to see the whole. I'm going to share my whole desktop so you can see it. All right. Can okay. you see that? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. And by the way, for those of you listening in, what I've done is, is hooked up my phone to my desktop screen so that you can see this interface on the iPhone 11 pro that I got. Uh, and I'm getting, I'm going to make a point with this. We're not just randomly playing with the iPhone here, uh, <laughs> but if you are listening on audio, make sure you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, and you can watch the video broadcast from today and see what I'm talking about. But so can you show us that raw image again? The original? Yeah, for sure. So Thanks. I'm going to go back, I'll, I'll go to the original. So okay, that's, there we go. Yeah. Original straight out of the camera. And, and then you'll notice there are various filters here, almost like you're on Instagram or something. And um, again, just to give context, this image is shot just with a single softbox light, similar to what you would get from window light. And you've got different filters to play with here. Um, I ended up on the silver tone, which is kind of nice. And then you can go in and make individual adjustments to uh, shadows, highlights, contrast, brightness, uh, black point saturation, et cetera. I mean, the, the amount of adjustments that you can make now in that camera app are quite significant. So you see that. Then the other thing that you can do, this just continues to get cooler, I think. Um, Going back to this portrait mode, because I did shoot it in portrait mode, you'll notice the top left-hand corner. Let me drag this down so you can see a little bit better. There we go. So you can see at the top hand or in the top middle of the screen, it says portrait. I shot it in portrait mode. And then the top left-hand corner, it gives the F-stop. So I click on that F-stop, and now it gives me a slider that allows me to be able to adjust F-stop all the way down to 1.4. Wow. And I realize that most even watching the video right now can't see this, uh, but where you start to notice the detail is in the separation, kind of the blurring of my hair toward the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, decreases as I add more depth of field to, in this case, F11. But what, what you have here is a studio image, that a studio style image, almost studio quality image, that I was then able to upload and update my Facebook, Instagram profile, my online profile picture, basically, using a version of this image. I, I ended up going to black and white, and I touched up the, the kind of corner wrinkle in my shirt. And I just did that in Snapseed. 
But the point that I wanted to make here very briefly, and I know we could spend a lot of time on this, is what somebody can do with a phone now mm-hmm. can give comparable quality, at least in the eyes of the consumer, to what many professional photographers or so-called professional photographers are providing. The, the level of quality that you're seeing from them uh, on some cases, a daily basis on Instagram, you can very well match that or get very, very close to it yeah. using this phone. And that's honestly been the case for a while, but we're getting even better now. Mm-hmm. And what this means ultimately is it's something that we all need to think about as professional photographers photographers is we have to up the ante to provide a an experience. If, if a consumer can come along, pick up a phone, take a picture that looks as good or almost as good as somebody who's shot weddings for 10 years or portrait sessions for eight years, what are you doing differently to set your business apart from that person that enables you to continue to charge three, $500 for a portrait session or $1,000 for a portrait session or 5000 for a wedding? Mm-hmm. Um, we have to up the ante. And really what it comes down to is up in the ante with the experience that we provide, the overall experience. We have to go way beyond just taking a pretty picture. So I thought that was quite interesting. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I've been listening to Gary Vee. And uh, <laughs> and he would say content. You got to put out content. Like I mean, like he said, he he was just saying like, hey, I'm going to tell you guys this, but I I know that only like only a few people will actually do the work that uh, that you need to do to actually because because uh, as a professional, especially uh, you uh, us in in this room, we have so much experience and be able to take that experience, put it into words or content, and put it out there free. Um, then, uh, then that's going to that's also going to uh, make you uh, um, stand out as, as well uh, in in the industry where people will actually uh, go and and uh, and use you because you are a authority on on whatever whatever you're putting the content on. So mm-hmm. um, I also um, yeah, you're talking about the experience. Um, um, we, uh, we also talk about our personalities as well. I mean, like uh, I um, uh, you, you mentioned CityScope and and uh, I'm, in Chattanooga there are a, a a, a ton of really good photographers, even better than I am. Um, and, uh, but um, CityScope continues to use me because of my personality. I, uh, they, they know I, I can, um, I can meet anyone in this, in this city. I don't care who it is and I can make them feel comfortable. Um, and, uh, and uh, I can get out of them. I can get a smile. I can get a laugh. I can get whatever I need to out, out of this person um, uh, because of, because of my personality. And so, so, and so, so, so in some ways, uh, not only I'm a photographer, but I'm also someone who can handle people really well that, and, and and whatnot. So and it all kind of accumulates into like, uh, again, that experience. You were talking about the experience um, and uh, whether or not it's the product, the end product we give or, or like how we make the client feel uh, in, during, and, um, and uh, after the wedding, all that kind of stuff. So it, it really does kind of accumulate um, a lot on your personality and, uh, and, and, and also just how much, how, how much you want to really work. You know, I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm reading this book right now called, uh, make your bed. Have you read it, Nathan? Make I haven't. No. Oh, it's a great book. Um, but, uh, but, um, one of the main points he, he makes is that like grit and determination is more important than t- talent. If you have grit and determination, um, then it can take you a lot uh, for, uh, further along than someone who has talent that has, that has no grit and determination. And, uh, um, and so, um, but anyway, it's just, it all comes down to hard work, you know? So it does. Yeah. You mentioned, well, you mentioned a number of things there. I want to kind of tie some of it together because you talked about the significance of content. I mean, the reality is that photographers are putting content out left and right, largely in the form of Instagram. Instagram stories right now. 
Mm-hmm. The question ultimately, if if content is going to be a um, a point of well, just a, a point of draw for your business for your brand, mm-hmm. then to your earlier point, you have to also be able to tie in an interesting personality. I mean, Rich, you've got that, and I know that we've been pushing for you to do this stuff on stories. I think there's maybe opportunity for you to put a YouTube content uh, that highlights your personality, your fun, easygoing personality, that kind of jokester uh, <laughs> bit of you, but the the other side of this is is adding value right so for creating content yeah. we have to be able to add value and ideally entertainment on top of that and mm-hmm. those two things can potentially draw people in if content is going to be a way that we're going to bring bring business in i think there's a wonderful opportunity for you to do that rich uh, or for you all to do that together potentially even as well mm-hmm. um but at, it's an interesting consideration the only the only thing that i i wonder though still is you know, while a photographer can create content, so can everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so the question still comes back to what are we going to do to actually set ourselves apart? I mean, the fact that you can have a conversation with somebody, there's a lot of people that can have a lot of conversation with with people as well. And, and whether in this industry or in other industries, or even just day-to-day life, uh, is that going to be enough to set you apart? There's, there is this whole experience that we have to provide that um, either does add enough value to the potential consumer for them to pay a premium for our service, or mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Now, naturally, yeah. the, the the higher end segment of the market, those who make, you know, let's say, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars and more a year, that are naturally going to just pay more for a high end photographer just because of ego, mm-hmm. um, because they wouldn't dare pay five hundred dollars to their friend to have their wedding photographed. Uh, those right. that's a kind of a conversation in and of itself but for we're looking at that mid-range the the two to four thousand dollar market mm-hmm. uh, which is about 15 percent or so of the market and where most photographers professional photographers are going the question is are we adding enough value are we creating a unique enough experience in that price point to warrant getting that price versus so and so down the street picking up an iphone and charging three hundred dollars and shooting a wedding with it because let's be real like you can get beautiful images we didn't even talk about night mode the night mode on this thing incredible just beautiful what they've the improvements that they've made to it so you can get beautiful images with this phone somebody can take a, a well they can capture a whole wedding they can capture a portrait session and do so for little to nothing mm-hmm. are you good enough in your overall experience not you rich but like everybody listening right. in i don't know <laughs> to warrant to warrant charging that two to four thousand dollar mark the, the above four thousand now we're talking about people who are just gonna like they wouldn't imagine paying less than that anyway um that's generalizing but that's that segment right. but that two to four are we offering an, a, a unique enough experience so yeah and how are we even going to know and how long is it going to take us to determine how these brand new technologies are affecting our our industry like <clears throat> if for example a client does not hire us our follow-up questions could be really revealing. Finding out what, you know, is it because they hired another comparable photographer who they liked more in the, in your same price point? Did they go with a friend with an iPhone? You know, like we're going to have to, I just think as professional full-time photographers, if we're going to know, we're going to have to collect the data somehow mm-hmm. and watch the trends unfold with these new technologies to see how they're impacting the market. 
Um, that's that's true. But I, I would say just to play devil's advocate, I would also say though that we have to just assume that that's going to happen. I mean, honestly, I've been talking about this and, and we actually have a business in the works playing on this very idea right now. Uh, I've been talking about this, this reality that was coming now for years with my mm-hmm. business partners and we're, we're doing something about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I could see it coming. And, you know, there was, you'd hear a little bit of conversation here and there talking about the idea of using an iPhone to, to capture a wedding or maybe take a portrait session and the technology continue to get better, but you could see it coming at this point. We know it's here and that, that line between consumer and prosumer and professional is blurring further. Mm-hmm. And so we have to assume that it's going to continue to move that way. How do we immediately right now sit down uh, or over the next month or two or three months and come up with a business plan, which largely centers around creating an experience that, that just totally trumps what anybody can imagine offering using this thing right here. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to think about as professional photographers, again, in that two to four, maybe two to five price point range. Yeah. Um, and I would, I, so I would just suggest rather than waiting to find out that there's an opportunity now for thinking ahead as business owners to go ahead and jump on it and, and take this two, three, four, five steps ahead so that we don't find it suddenly catching up to us really, really fast in the next couple of years. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Haley, what do you think? Yeah. So I, part of me struggles with the idea of like, how do I set myself apart? Um, especially now, like getting into really figuring out who or what my business is and what it's doing. Um, as far as like being a professional photographer, um, or a professional marketer, there are so many people that are doing it. And like, even on a local level, we have a like Chattanooga small business owner networking group. Um, and if you ask for a photographer, you'll see like 50 people comment that they're a photographer mm-hmm. that I've never even heard of. And like, <laughs> that's just on the mostly hobbyist level, but they're transitioning into the professional scene. But how do you end up saying like, yeah, I'm a trustworthy professional photographer who will take care of your images, who will take care of you as a person I can relate to you, but how do you do that with someone who doesn't know you? And that's where I've really struggled with being able to set myself apart is like, I can't express who I am until you get to know me. Mm. Um, And that, that is one, one way I do play devil's advocate when people are saying like, I am my own brand. That's why people book me. How do they know you? And I love the idea of it. I love the concept. And like, if you asked clients that I've worked with, why they work with me. One of the main things is they trust me with their work um, because I am working mostly with businesses. But at the same time, like, how do I say, Hey, I'm Haley, I'm a marketer. I can take your business, you know, make a beautiful thing online, but work with me because of me when like, I'd rather they work with me because of my work. But at the same time, how do I set myself apart? It's, I mean, it's definitely a struggle. And like ever I've listened to 200 and well, 300 episodes of <laughs> podcast now on brand position. And like, I still struggle with how do I set myself apart and what is my brand position? Like mm-hmm. if you ask me right now, I, I still, I could tell you what I do, but what does make me different? And I'm, I'm looking at it right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Man, that's such a great point though. I'm so glad you bring that up because we have, we've had a number of guests on the show that have said, really what sets my business apart is me. And that's cool. Like you said, Haley, if there's time for that person to get to know you or in Rich and Heather's case, again, 
you guys are in um, a bit of a unique position, at least looking at the, the actual data, five to 7% of the market where you're starting to tap into that five, six, $7,000 client, potentially more. Um, and your business is largely referral based because you're working with a higher end client and, and that's more how people are thinking in that realm. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of that, somebody can't just I mean, uh, saying my business is me is not a brand position. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't in three seconds communicate to that person how you are going to add more value mm-hmm. than the photographer down the street, whether they're the $2,000 photographer, or the $500, $500 photographer. Mm-hmm. And so the question mark, the big question mark there, and this is a good segue to our conversation about yeah. messaging for video marketing is mm-hmm. how do you effectively communicate your value to somebody who only because of their attention span or just because of the amount of time that they have only have three seconds, five seconds to look at an Instagram profile or your website and know just like that, that they're actually getting something that is unique because of the way that you're able to communicate that value and, or because of the experience even that you provide when they land on your website. Uh, and it's, it's, it takes a lot of, and I speak from, from personal experience and, and knowing that we can, we could still stand, stand to do much more work on, on the photographer's edit site, for example, to create just this mind blowing experience where somebody lands on the front page and they're like, Oh my word, I don't want to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work to do that. And when you have yeah. so many balls to juggle, then it, it makes it even more complicated, but that is, it's a big question mark. And we have to be able to answer that effectively if we're going to stand out moving forward, because those lines between the consumer and the professional will continue to blur. And um, mm-hmm. we're going to have to figure out how we can set ourselves apart within that. So, yeah. But I know we could spend a lot of time there. Let's actually use this as a segue to get to back to this conversation about how to simplify our video marketing. And again, for those of you listening in that missed the last episode of Workflow Wednesday, you're curious where we started. We talked specifically about hardware um, that Haley and I use to create video ads for Facebook and Instagram for Photographer's Edit, for the Photographer's Edit brand. Um, I will add the caveat that I think I added last week. We are not the prime example, the only way to go about creating Facebook, Instagram video ads, but we've figured out a way with our relatively small team, limited time and budget to create video ads that do convert. And uh, we, we have the numbers to back it up and uh, wanted to share how we've, how we've gone about this process, what we've learned and how we're ultimately going about this process right now, how to efficiently create video ads uh, that can convert. We talked about the hardware in that first episode. Today, we're going to talk about uh, I don't know, we may have time to get to the first point about, first of all, messaging. Uh, because it's one thing if you've got, whether it's a really fancy you know, $10,000 setup or you're doing what we did and what we shared about last week, which is using a tripod and a GoPro and a small microphone. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good message, if you're not able to communicate clearly, number one, what makes you different? And number two, what value you are adding to that potential client, mm-hmm. then you're, you're wasting your time, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to convert will be much, much less. And, and really, I guess that, that's kind of the statement here. And I, I want to get you all's thoughts on this, too, because I don't want to just talk and ramble on. But it's really important in messaging. If you look at, at anybody's ad, uh, whether it's a static ad, a carousel ad, a photo ad on Instagram or on Facebook, or it's a video ad, if you can tell the difference between a, a, a good ad and an ad that's not particularly going to be effective in converting clients um, just by looking, number one, for brand position. Can that person affect, do you know immediately what makes this person selling this particular service or this product different from everybody else doing the same thing? 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and then are they able to very clearly and simply and effectively communicate the value that they're going to add to your business, to your life with just a few seconds? If they have to ramble on trying to, to, to explain it to you, they're taking too long. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts about this? What have your experiences been, Rich and Heather, for example, when, when you see ads online? Do you, do you find some confusing, some kind of convoluted, others clear? Do you want to answer this one? I, I, uh, um, <laughs> I, it, it's difficult for me to answer this because I, I really don't like, uh, uh, I think because, uh, we live this, this, uh, this, um, this Netflix, uh, this society where like, uh, I don't have to look at ads at, on Netflix that like, I just don't like, I normally just scroll right past ads. Uh, okay. the, uh, the, the people who really kind of like get, um, get me is, uh, I get maybe, uh, uh, Instagram, you would call it influencers where like, like there, there's these, there's the, for example, there's these people and, uh, um, who they travel the world. They put the most beautiful photos up on, on, um, on Instagram of like their travels. And it just really makes me hungry to travel some more, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a main reason why, why, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, that I keep following them because it just keeps me hungry to, to like to dream about, Oh, that's an, it looks like an amazing place to travel. And, uh, and so every once in a while, um, and they put out all this content, but every once in a while they'll, they'll talk about their tent, you know, and I'm like, and I'll read it for, um, for, because like the, um, like, like, like maybe one out of every 10 posts that they'll like do something that that's like a, an ad, an ad and, yeah. and, 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 but that's the, um, uh, but that's the kind of the only kind of ad, um, that kind of gets through to me. I don't, I, I really need to make, I, I really need, because a lot of times we, we, uh, um, ads can get me subconsciously and I don't really know that I, it influenced me. Mm. Um, um, and so, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, what do you think, I, Heather? Do you have a similar experience? Cause that makes sense. And I'm actually making notes, Rich. This is, this is good. I do. It's very interesting. And it's funny to hear him say that because he, he has so much more an ADD personality than I do, where I feel like ads would be able to get his attention more easily. I am so, I am typically pretty focused when I'm online, just because my, my, again, as a business owner, as a homeschool mom, as someone who's, you know, running a household and has a lot on my plate, I don't get to zone out and mindlessly scroll very often. And actually Lately, I've decided that instead of scrolling for the little bit of time that I do have, I'm going to pick up a book anytime I have a chance. Mm. So I am not the target demographic for many, many online social media ad campaigns because I ignore them almost exclusively. Um, I, I, and, and, and I don't know if that's, I, you know, the time that the ads get me is if I've been online looking on a particular website, looking at a particular product and then a little while later, I get on Facebook and then an ad for the thing that I was already interested in shows up <laughs> yeah. for me. That's 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 what gets me because that's clearly something I was already interested in. Yeah. And I had gone out of my way to go view and then there it is showing up, you know. Yeah, I, you know. I, I want to change my answer because of that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the strangest thing. This is the strangest thing. And, um for some reason, shoes, uh, 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 ads about shoes, I, I stop for. I don't know why. I, I, I like interesting looking shoes. Um, like those, are, those shoes are really cool. And I like, like, um, so. Uh, and but you I, must be looking at shoes if you're being fed shoe ads. I know, though. I know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, I may have, may, I probably clicked on one shoe ad. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, there, because there's there's this uh, company called um, Un Undandy where like you can actually uh, go online and create your own like shoe however you want to to look like, um, and they have some really cool. Uh, if you wanted to create some, because as a wedding photographer, I'm, I'm on my feet all day, and they can create a business shoe on top and and like a, with a sneaker sole, and uh, um, and but you can make it whatever color and like you can you can. There's so much more, and they'll actually literally create it and they'll send it to you for like 170 bucks. And so I'm like, Whoa. so uh, Undandy. Yeah, I'm dandy. Go check it out. You're, oh, I'm so gonna. I'm gonna get their ads now too. General, because we need comfortable footwear. We're on our feet all day long, you know, shooting weddings. But we also need to look professional and put together. Yeah. So yeah, foot footwear gets us because yeah, our, yeah. Um, so like, I, I bought some yeah. hands Kohans the other day, yeah. and yeah. all of a sudden, like, I'm 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 seeing their ads on Facebook. And, yeah. Like, oh, those those are pretty cool. But and I don't want this to sound contrived. Um, I mean this wholeheartedly. Um, when a new photographer's edit ad shows up in my feed, I watch it. And I think that there's a few reasons why, and it's not just because I have a personal connection to you guys and I consider you good friends, but you're, you have figured out a way to be personal, to have a clear message and the ads are not long. They're not lengthy. We, I mean, in the society that we live in today with as surrounded as we are with content, with media, um, just with stimulus in general, um, I feel like our attention spans are are pretty short. And so if an ad doesn't immediately grab you for either um, its personal touch or a clear message or a product that you're interested in, mm -hmm. it's just not it's not going to be effective. And so for me, I click on them every time because I, I like the personal connection that you make. I like that they're short. Rich is I, laughing. What's so funny, Rich? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just picturing Nathan's next ad. He's going to like have like two shoes like next to him. Like, Rich, Rich look at my ad. Look at my ad. You know, like, uh, um, or, you know, you need, you, oh need more, you need more kittens. You need more kittens in your ad. You know, you're like petting a kitten and like talk, talking about something, you know? That's really funny, actually. Yeah, Jill. Jill just got two cats. Um, beautiful, beautiful kittens. I, there you I, go. I, I need to just pet yeah, one just next bar, time. Just, what does that happen? Let's just, let's just see. Let's, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what happens. Like, let's see the conversion rate of, uh, like, you know, of, of, of like you're just. That's actually it. that's really funny. Like, we should Make totally sure experiment with that. Seen on that still, you know, image at the, you know, you know, before the yeah, cute kitten. Yeah, especially if he's like scratching. You're like, you got this, this, this screenshot of like, you know, like you know. I apologize I'll for my husband. I'll totally watch that. One. That's brilliant. Haley, I, I'm I'm taking notes here. This is really good stuff, and I'm going to come back and give more context and kind of round off the conversation. But what what's your experience been watching video ads or, or ads in general? Yeah, I think with me being someone who actually is behind the scenes creating ads, I do spend more time actually watching ads and seeing how other people are taking their like concepts and producing them and the messaging that they're creating. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I do. I enjoy content um, that where they're providing me with like tips and information. If they're giving me something free, I really do enjoy those kind of ads and then it gets me on their site. But I've also noticed that I'm targeted with a lot of like news outlet ads or um, I guess like blog ads where if you go to their site, they're being paid to advertise on their site. Mm. So I, they're not selling anything. Um, and I have noticed that a ton, but then also in the, photo industry, like all of the vendors that we see at conferences, I get their ads too, because I'm using their products and services, or I have like owner slash photographer in my profile. So I'm being targeted for them. 
Um, so but I have to ask you though, when you talk about being drawn to something like a free offer, you know, it's clickbait, it, especially as somebody who is in advertising and creates ads, you're still, you still find yourself drawn to it. Yeah. Usually it's an article though, like not okay. download this freebie. It's usually like five things to do in your free time as an entrepreneur, you know, like mm-hmm. just random things that I are you can consume kind of like if I were to run an ad for the Boca podcast and I like ran an ad to this particular um, episode and it was all about simplifying your video marketing, I would click that to read it. Um, but we're, if I were running that ad, we're not selling anything. We're selling the idea of free content. Um, so that's, that's the type of ads I usually oh, okay. to. And so like we do run Boca podcast ads. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see, like I have gotten feedback, like, Hey, your ads worked. I found you through this ad Hmm. when like, it's not our priority to run those Boca podcast ads, but interesting to see that people do find us that way. And they are getting Mm -hmm. updates on our latest episodes as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Actually, when you talk about the, the free content, I mean, Haley's even brought this to me before making the suggestion that we offer something, um, again, that kind of clickbait idea, which you see is so popular, you click here, download, you know, a guide to free 10 ways to pose your next couple or whatever it is. And it's done so much that to me, it seems very cheesy. And so I've avoided doing it. We've kind of gone about it in an indirect way Mm -hmm. because the Boca podcast, I mean, the show that we're on kind of breaking the fourth wall here for a second is number one, the the goal is to add value to the industry. Right. Um, But a secondary or tertiary reason or motivation for the podcast is a soft sell for photographers edit. So by pushing content out free of charge to photographers that at the end of the day, hopefully is adding value in some way, personally, professionally, it can ultimately lead photographers to photographers edit. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of our way. And and I'm glad you highlighted that Haley of, of adding something of value free of charge. And ultimately it may drive content. We've seen the number of new accounts created at photographers edit as a result of the Boca podcast increase quite significantly this year over last year. And that's been interesting to watch as well. But I, I made a list. Um, I, I want to give a little bit of context to what I said earlier about good ads on Facebook. I, I kind of oversimplified um, things by saying that good ads on Facebook are going to have a clear brand position and clearly communicate a, a, the, the value proposition. And the reality is there are other elements of a good Facebook ad. Uh, and those two, first two, when we're talking about creating a video ad efficiently, as, as quickly and as efficiently, as easily as possible, focusing first on those two points for the sake of clear messaging mm-hmm. is really, really important. Um, so I want to give additional context as opposed to just saying that that's what makes a good ad. But um, Rich pointed out something which was entertainment, but these are some other components of a good uh, video ad, entertainment value, uh, which I'll be honest, again, breaking the fourth wall, it's it's a weakness of mine. I'm not a particularly entertaining individual. I have a goal, I have an idea, I communicate the idea and I move on. Um, but entertainment value is something to, to work on for sure making things personal, communicating from a place of kind of genuineness or I hate the word because it's used so much these days, but authenticity, like where you actually mean what you're saying and that if you do it well, will actually come across well. So making it personal, um, keeping it short because people's attention span is quite short these days. And we're busy with so many different things, especially business owners. If you're communicating to business owners, naturally you don't want to take up too much of their time. And then adding a, a free offer in there of some kind, 
free uh, or something of value that they yeah, can get yeah. at no cost to them. It's a great idea too. So there's yeah. a list of good, um, I, I guess, a list of elements that make up a good video ad. But to the original point, messaging, I just want to add this. And then Haley, I love your take on this because you've seen other video ads. You know what we do. Um, when it comes to messaging, keep it simple. Be very clear. And what's going to make it easier for you to create video content, video ad content for your photography business or maybe another business if you have one is to be very, very clear about your brand position, which means you know exactly how you are different than the other businesses around you. And you can't make it about you because, yeah, you are different than others around you, but people don't know you. Mm-hmm. So you have to find something that your brand represents that's different than other brands around you. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to communicate then how that brand can offer value to that potential client effectively. Um, I know that we do that very purposefully in our messaging and the video ads, but how does that contrast to other video ads that you're seeing, Haley? Yeah, so I have seen a couple of um, like key styles, I guess, of ads. Um, it's the owners usually, and we do that a ton. So I can't like, you know, um, but then also testimonials. I see a ton of those. Like if you look at CloudSpot is a great example. Um, there are testimonials from some of their original uh, users. And I find that those are, I catch myself stopping for those because I do recognize the people in the videos. Mm. Um, and then others that I've noticed are, um, I won't name them, but they use like a stock photo in what would be a video, but it's just a moving image um, that aren't, they don't really resonate with me. And then I've also been served ads as a venue owner um, by other companies that to me, I'm, I'm not a venue owner. I don't know how they're targeting that. Um, but being able to see like what things I love in other ads and I don't love has allowed me to kind of plan better in the strategy mm-hmm. behind like who I'm targeting, but then also the messaging I'm writing for you to, to actually record. Yeah. Um, and I do love the let's get to the point of the ad because most people are not going to spend more than a minute. I mean, a minute is like stretching it <laughs> for yeah. the most part, um, mm-hmm. but getting it out there like... Mm-hmm usually our ads say, Hey, I'm Nathan. I'm the owner of photographers Ed. if you even say that, like sometimes it's, we're retargeting people that have visited our website, like you said, and you're more likely. So you know who he is. Mm-hmm. You're likely to know who he is. Um, if you've already like heard of our company and mm-hmm. seen other ads, but then getting across that we do custom editing, we do this, we do that. And that's it. Get 40% off your first order. Photographers Like that is, the formula I use as a baseline for every ad that I write. And then I just change it up and say like, Oh, let's make it about spring or let's make it about summer or fall. And kids are going back to school. You want to spend more time with them before the school. Well, I mean, they're back in school now, but you you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's, so that's where that brand position comes in too. It's helpful. I mean, we offer as a service an editing service, right? Custom color correction. And we've created ads that highlight the significance of the customization involved in our service. So that's one kind of avenue, one direction that we can go. We do talk about time because the end, the end goal is to give photographers time back via that editing service. So we can talk about time, the significance of time. And we did. We just recorded some, some ads uh, for the fall or around the fall season, at least one or two of which highlighted that very thing that Haley was just saying that, hey, we can give you time as your kids are going back to school or as your business is picking up. Um, you can have more time back if you're willing to just unload that editing work with us. We'll take care of you. 
We'll make it easy for you. Um, so if you're clear about what your brand represents, mm-hmm. what makes it distinct, it's very easy to create ads. When it comes to messaging, it's very easy to create ads efficiently that clearly communicate what it is that you're going to offer to this person that's unique and that is going to be valuable to them. Uh, the targeting piece of that, making sure that the ads are served to the right person, we'll have to get to probably in the next episode. But let's at least briefly touch Haley, because I know that's going to be a, probably the biggest topic we've covered yet. Is very, very detailed, very involved. Um, let's talk just very briefly about post-production. And I, I made just a couple of notes here. You all are welcome to chime in and ask questions or add additional notes. Uh, we can talk about the editing software that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, we do incorporate music into the background. We can talk about that briefly. Mm -hmm. And then there is a flow and uh, Haley kind of alluded to this a second ago, but there is kind of a typical flow with which we edit um, both shoot and edit these videos, Uh, you know, to, to the, to our conversation earlier, when it comes to entertainment value, mixing things up, variety actually would be another interesting uh, point to add. If you're creating multiple videos, make sure there's variety and finish and style. We could stand out a little bit more variety and it's something I need to work on. Uh, But When it comes to the flow of the video, there is a particular flow that we generally follow, and it largely centered around efficiency and communicating the message and Mm -hmm. and letting that person go. We don't keep them too long. Uh, So let's let's just hit on this for just a few minutes because we don't have very much long longer. Um, Haley, do you want to comment first on editing software? Yes. So I use Premiere Pro. Um, I have the Creative Cloud suite, so I do keep things a little simpler and just use what I have. I have used iMovie when we very first started, like when I first started with Photographer's Edit, and it is not, it's simple, but it does not have nearly as many things that you could use that like Premiere Pro have. Um, so I, I and I can't remember, did you ever, because I know I'm a Final Cut guy, you're a Premiere person. Did you ever use Final Cut or did you just go straight to Premiere? I went straight to Premiere because I okay. learned it in school. And so it's one of those like, use what you know. And I didn't want to like, I didn't want to spend $300 on Final Cut Pro. (laughs) So it's like, I like what I have because I've gotten used to it. Like it took me a long time to finally get the flow of it. Um, But usually if I have a question, YouTube has all the answers. So um, I am not a professional video editor by any means. But you can usually find the answers you're looking for in a video on YouTube. How long does it normally take for you to uh, to have, have you ever um, like timed it out as far as like from from the very beginning to the end? Like how long does it take you for you all to, to, to create um, a, a video ad? So I'll let Nathan speak to how long it takes him to record, but we do them in batches. So it's like I'll send him a batch of like six or seven video ads that I need. He'll take that. And usually I get one to two of each of those scripts from him. So I'd say like that with using our formula, that takes me like less than an hour to write all those out. Um, Sometimes just 30 minutes if needed. And then Nathan goes and records them. Um, It used to take me forever to record them until I started using my iPhone um, because I'd try setting up everything and making sure I just look just right. And now it's very like, let me just selfie this video really fast. So I'll let. Yeah, now, well, I'll just jump in a couple of things. One, the, the video itself, practice does kind of make, not perfect, but it makes things easier. Um, I think we talked maybe in the last episode, uh, Rich, about the amount of time that I spend recording. And, and you know, over right, right. time, 
because of all the practice that I do, just talking so much for the podcasts, um, mm-hmm. recording intros for the podcast, and then ultimately recording ads, it's made it a lot easier. So I'll message Haley and be like, oh my goodness, I just did that in one take. Um, right. Just because it's exciting to not have to shoot it 50 different times and in order to get my expression right, make sure the energy levels are high and um, get the words at least close enough to the message that they make sense. Um, so I would say very simply that if you're very clear, and, and I think I mentioned this last episode as well, like I'll literally driving to wherever it is I'm going to shoot this ad. Um, Haley's already fed me a script. I look through it and I'll just kind of recite it out loud as I'm driving, thinking through it. So by the time I get to the site to record that video, uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really have to take me very long. Maybe it takes me three or four takes, but I have a good idea of what it is that I'm talking about. It's meaningful. It's coming from a pretty personal place. So I'm right. not really forcing it. And um, so I would say to record one video for an ad, especially if it goes well, no more than five or 10 minutes um, to get that one ad done. Now, the, I will add as a caveat, and I know Haley does p- prefer Premiere. One of the reasons that I, in fact, the main reason that I prefer Final Cut, um, if we're just throwing different options out there, for those of you listening in, you're curious how to go about editing. If you're, an, if you're a Mac user, Final Cut works in a way that is going to feel much more familiar to a Mac user. Premiere to me still looks like Windows 98, like the, the, the design and layout of that software. It's just not as intuitive as Final Cut. I realize that it's the preferred method for many, if not most, professional videographers. And that's great. I, I mean, I'll, I'll defer to their professionalism. Uh, but for me, who is wanting something that's simple, that literally is drag and drop, I found for me that Final Cut is very easy. And if I have a single clip, you know, the, the 45 to 60 second clip, that video clip, and I drag that in and I have my, my intro and outro template already done. Mm-hmm. I can literally, I shoot the video in five to 10 minutes. I can drag that into Final Cut, drag that video clip in, add the intro, outro fades and the music, drop the volume down because I already know what volume levels I need for the, the background music. And I can have that edit done maybe in 15 minutes. Wow. Um, wow. So and if that, again, it yeah. doesn't have to take that long once you get the workflow done and you've got your templates in place. So, uh, and and the goal here, again, with this whole conversation is we want to make this simple for everyone. Maybe at some point we can even do a demo, Haley, of, of an edit, uh, for workflow Wednesday episode, just to kind of demo this for people to, to, to show you how easy it can. I was just, when you were talking, I was just thinking how cool that would be. Yeah. Well, you will have new ads coming to you this week. So maybe that's something we can do over the next week. That's actually perfect. Maybe maybe we will do yeah. just that and we can kind of extend this post-production, but let's, we've yeah. got, well, technically a minute left here, but just yeah. very briefly, if you'll comment on um, music choice, we can talk more about flow of the video when we do the demo. Um, talk about music choice, if you will. Yeah. So um, we typically stick with softer music, but we have had a couple of times where it's like, we want to do something more upbeat and funny. Um, and so I actually don't know what platform we use now uh to download our music Can yeah, you- premium premiumbeat.com is is the platform that i've used for probably at least two three maybe four years uh, it is a it's a great resource. It has a lot of high quality music you, you can search not only by genre but by mood as well so to haley's point um, most of the music that we've used at this point, I've I've kind of fed to her. I put into a folder there on on the website, and like there's some in there. I go pick one, um, but it, you can you can actually search by mood. We do tend to go with something that's a little bit softer, a little bit more emotional. I think Heather alluded to that last week in conversation about the ads um, yeah. to add some feeling, some emotion to the mm-hmm. video. 
Uh, so it doesn't seem kind of robotic and overly salesy. You feel like somebody's talking to you. And then we're talking about something that is significantly emotional, you know, time with family, time with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to add some emotional music to go along with that mm-hmm. is a great idea. And it's it's relatively subtle. Uh, when Haley edits, this, it's I've even noticed like the music's pretty quiet in the background. We don't want it to be overpowering. We don't want to get in the way of the 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 actual mm-hmm. words being spoken, but we want it to be there enough to add to the emotion of that song. I tend to stay away from like, if you go to some of the most popular songs on premium beat, you'll notice the very cliche um, ukulele, for example, that's used in a lot of music these days, the kind of hipster sound. Um, what's some of the other ones the marimba ukulele um, kind of that, that upbeat, like flighty little, um, I, it's hard to describe actually with words, now I but... want to see you do a video with that exact music. <laughs> all of that please but there's I just it, I think I think Apple even used some of it in their music for a little bit it's it's very cliche hipster like 2015 to 2018 kind of stuff and and I've purposely stayed away from that at least for the most part gone more with kind of orchestral soundtrack piano maybe a little bit of guitar um, in the background and at least I mean, I know this is very subjective, but for my taste and for what we're trying to do with yeah. the ads, I think it works really well. Yeah. So premiumbeat.com, we'll link to that in the show notes. And I know it, it's already one minute after three, so we're, we're an hour in. I want to respect everybody's time. Um, this, this is definitely going to get stretched probably into a four-episode series now because I think the video editing uh, portion of this would be really interesting, very practical. Yeah. yeah and um, maybe we can even do both a premiere example and a Final Cut example. We'll have a little competition there. Yeah, um, I will add really fast. Uh, one thing to consider, too, is like, I don't know how Final Cut Pro works, but the longest that my time is spent on... Um, creating video content for our Facebook ads is in the rendering from uh, Premiere Pro, rendering that file and then exporting and then uploading to Facebook and closed captioning, which we will go over in a later episode. Um, But those, the, the like 15 minutes that Nathan said is very accurate. We're not doing a whole lot of work to our edits. It's just, are we changing the color? Are we putting music in it? Are we putting his name on it? Um, And that's super simple. So like the time that takes the longest, you're not even really working. Like you're just sitting there waiting for the computer to do its work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. And and uh, to the original point of conversation here, we're talking about efficiency here. So we don't claim to be ultimate experts. We're certainly not professional videographers. And our goal isn't to create a production. Our goal mm-hmm. is to create content that will convert efficiently. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to remind everybody listening in or watching that that is what this whole conversation is based around. We are going for efficiency here. And that's the purpose of this. But just to kind of recap gear, and again, go back to last week's episode. If you go to, to bocapodcast.com, just search Workflow Wednesday, you'll see it. But we talked about gear for us. It's a GoPro video mic uh, micro and uh, a Gorillapod. Really simple setup. Send that then to, uh, we go into the recording of the video with that equipment with very clear messaging that centers around the distinct brand position and a unique value proposition or a unique brand position, distinct or clear value proposition. And that will make it, that as a setup will make it much easier for you going into creating that video ad content for you. The editing, Premiere, um, I'll throw in Final Cut Pro there too, just because I, I'm such a huge fan of the way that that works. And we'll demo that hopefully in the next episode. And we'll be announcing, Haley, do we have that in the calendar or should we go ahead and announce that date now? 
Uh, we don't have one in the calendar yet uh, at the time of scheduling. We thought we'd get it done in one episode and here we yeah. are at going on three. <laughs> well, everybody make sure that you just stay tuned to, um, if you, on, on Instagram, it's Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcasts. Of course, photographers edit, photogs edit, and um, same things on Facebook. We'll, we'll link to those in the show notes. Stay tuned to those accounts. We'll announce the next episode coming out probably within the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll do one of these again. We'll, we'll highlight the editing uh, workflow. And then yeah. the following episode, we'll get into um, how to actually push that out into Facebook and Instagram. I'm looking nice. forward to those. Yeah. 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 Well, and thank you, Rich and Heather. Thanks, Haley. Uh, for everybody listening in on the audio, you can see the live version, the video version of this at facebook.com slash photogs edit uh, in, in my, the video in live my, right there. In my red, my red. Uh, Rich claims to have a red polar bear. or No, that's not a polar bear. A grizzly bear on his, uh, on his t-shirt there. You can see that there. And yeah. then if you're watching the video, just go to bookapodcast.com. You can listen to the audio version of this. It'll be live today by 6 p.m. Eastern. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yes. Great Wednesday. to see you guys. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>